Hello, I'm Arafat. I'm in the UK. And I'm Mohammed, and I'm in the US. And you're listening to Slow Pit Stop. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Slow Pit Stop. Uh, so we're going to be back with a full episode uh, later, uh, either this week or next week. We're going to talk about the entire race, uh, Lewis's start, that turn one incident, the strategy for Mercedes, the whole thing. Um, but until then, we just wanted to record some of our thoughts regarding uh, the end of it all. And, you know, as two Mercedes fans, um, this podcast has been a little bit of a therapy session for us. So these are our raw, unfiltered thoughts coming to you just hours after the race so how are you just now so i just took a nap because i haven't had much sleep for the last couple nights just because of like school and work and i woke up and i was absolutely still gutted for a second i forgot everything that happened and i was happy and then literally everything came back to me and i'm sad again i I think I'd been psyching myself up this week for Verstappen to win, right? And that was my way of preemptively dealing with it, especially after qualifying and things. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's fine, Verstappen will be world champion. Hamilton will put up a really good fight, all that sort of stuff. And even as the race was going on, I was nervous. You know, Hamilton had a big lead, but I was nervous about Verstappen coming back and this and that and whatever else happening. And even when the safety car happened, I don't know. I th- I think I just feel this great sense of injustice and in that what has happened is not fair. Yeah, so I for sure was preparing myself for a max victory. And I realized that, you know, personally, I was on parts of the internet that were so Lewis heavy that the idea of max winning disgusted me. So I stopped doing that. I started hanging out with people who are more neutral fans and then I started to think that, you know what, if Max wins, he's had a brilliant season. He would deserve to win. And I was ready for Max to win on merit. And I think had he won on merit, honestly, if he had won on merit, I wouldn't have been, I would have been sad. But I wouldn't have been feeling the absolute gutted, disgusted feeling that I'm feeling right now. Right now, I just feel like, I I don't I don't even know how to put it in words. Exactly. I, don't, no, I, I, I was shocked. The second... It wasn't even turn five. It was the run-up to turn four. I had palpitations as the safety car was going in. I couldn't understand what was going on. And to be clear, this feeling of disgust and anger is not directed at Max Verstappen. No, Both I of agree. us agree. It's not he directed has had, at Max Verstappen. He, he's had a, an amazing season. We're obviously Lewis fans, but the calibre that both of those have been driving at and, you know, if it didn't happen this year, Verstappen deserved to be a champion at some point. So I don't have a problem with him being a champion, but you feel the game was rigged against Hamilton in that moment. And like you said, if, if Verstappen had just kept turn one at the start of the race and gone on, controlled the race, won it, you'd be like, oh, my guy lost, but I accept the result. This, I think, is just... It's so hard because of all the weird technicalities and this isn't the first time we're annoyed with the governance system in Formula One, with Massey, with the stewards. This has been a recurring theme throughout the years. Sorry, 
This has been a recurring theme throughout the year and it's been getting worse and worse and worse, especially these last few races. I don't know. It just feels really unfair for Lewis to have it taken away from him like that. And what blows my mind is, you know, I just, I was like apoplectic and loads of people, friends, colleagues were like texting me, messaging some people that I'd not spoken to in months, years, messaging to say, are you okay? Because they were, everyone was watching this race and they knew that, you know, for years and years, since 2007, I've been a huge Lewis fan and they knew I'd be upset. And they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And that's them checking me. And the way Lewis behaved after the race, to be so magnanimous, oh my the God, way him yeah. and his father went up, like, and obviously Lewis has just gone silent since because he, I think he just needs to process what's happened to him. But in that moment, the way he controlled his emotions, the way he smiled, the way he interviewed with Jensen and was complimentary to his competitor, the way he went over and gave Max a hug and thing, just... And I feel for the type of person Lewis is, that fits. You know, he's always, let's do our talking on the track. Let's do our talking on the track. And the way this is now going to the courts and whatever, it's weird. I want Lewis Hamilton to have the championship, but I don't want him to have it like this. I would rather he just came back next year and fought for it on the track and won it. Whatever is happening now is even more irritating. And I'm angry at the stewards and Massey. You, you, you know, this whole thing with Kingspan. Like Lewis had nothing to do with Kingspan, but his name was dragged through the mud because of it. I feel like because of Massey and the FI and the way they control that start, like I understand Mercedes putting in the protest. I understand Mercedes taking this to court, but I feel like it's somehow dragging Lewis Hamilton through it as well. And I feel like that's another shame. Yeah, I keep thinking back to like my my feelings when the safety car came out, as soon as Latifi crashed, I was like, that's a safety car. Looked at how many laps are left, and I thought, okay, this is either going to go down to the wire or Lewis is going to be okay and the safety car will be out too long. What's annoying to me is that, essentially, they've manufactured this entire situation. For drama, like, it's for the sake of not- drama, for Netflix. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And... Like, if if this is how Lewis had won, I, I feel like I still, part of me would have been like, you know, he's deserved it, but that's not how I, how I think he should have won. I think he should have just won, you know, like like you said, on the track. And Lewis definitely likes to do his talking on the track. So I, even if he's not, I don't think he's going to accept a, a victory like this. You know, I think they went back to 2007 and they were showing that somebody was like, oh, you know, when... um. McLaren tried to take it to the Court of Appeals and have like four of the drivers, like two from Williams and two from BMW, disqualified over fuel irregularities to get Mercedes, uh, to get uh, Hamilton to win. Hamilton was like, no, I don't want to do that. And I feel like that's what Lewis is feeling. I feel like he probably doesn't want to win this way. But at the same time, it was literally taken out of his hands. Like, yeah, like he had the victory. He was, he was the champion. And with half a lap to go, for the sake of, oh, we want to end this spectacular season with a spectacular closing lap. They took it away. Look, you can have spectacular closing laps. Timo Glock going slowly was a spectacular moment. You know, Lewis crashing out in 2007 was a spectacular moment. You don't have to manufacture these yeah, things. Yeah, and the, ex- the, the intervention there in 2008 with Glock was rain. The intervention today was the race director. And what's really blowing my mind is you look at the justification for 
you, you read the wording, you know, the protest that Mercedes puts in and the stewards have said, well, Red Bull's argument was this line of uh, any car that has been lapped may be given the chance to unlap themselves. Once they're all unlapped or once the lapped cars have unlapped themselves, the safety car will go in the next lap, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So Red Bull argue that any unlapped car doesn't equal all unlapped cars, which is why they say it was fine that Massey let through the cars that were in between Hamilton and Verstappen, but the other lapped cars forget about them. And then this thing about the safety car going in the next lap, well, they said once the message has appeared, safety car in this lap, it cannot be changed. And they were like, yeah, but you've not said why why the hell, why did you put the safety car in that lap? You've not explained yeah. that. All you've said is once this is triggered, we can't change that. Yeah. So, and- But my, my thing about that is, Massey said, and if you look at the the notes that have come out from the stewards room, the teams have said it is preferable for the race to end in a green condition. This is historic, right? Teams prefer to end racing rather than under a safety car for for like media and sponsorship and photograph reasons. They don't want the safety car blocking their photographs of them crossing the line, right? Mm -hmm. But he said, fine, he wanted to green, but he didn't want those lapped cars interfering with the racing so that's why he moved the cars out between lewis and verstappen but then why you know then other lapped cars were between verstappen and signs why was signs not given the same opportunity mm-hmm. to fight for p2 mm-hmm. you know and, and he said because of that sonoda crept up right behind me so he yeah. was extremely disadvantaged yeah so he was so if, if you're going to give people a chance to race to the end of the race. Let everyone do it. Yeah, Massey yeah. created a situation that only favoured Verstappen. He did not move the lapped cars out of the way so that Sainz or Sonoda, whoever, could fight for second place. And he was like, no, no, we just wanted them to go racing. And then when Toto comes on, it's like, Michael, what are you doing? He's like, uh, it's called a motor race. And my, my problem now is I'm really angry at Massey. And I was like looking on the FIA website and things because... There's a bit of this, like, I just want to make loads of memes making fun of him and things, but an online pylon or bullying or whatever isn't helpful. That's just me processing my rage in a weird way. But actually, Formula One has a governance problem, and it's not just this race. It's been a problem all year long, whether it's Mm -hmm. benefited Lewis or Max. I think both sets of fans will agree there has been unfair governance and you know, everyone keeps going back to the football analogies and talking about, well, you know, a referee uh, just makes a decision. It's not, you don't have Alex Ferguson shouting at the referee saying, actually, you should do this or you should do that. And the referee changing their mind. You don't have the referee giving a penalty sometimes or not others. And when the racing is so close and it means so much, I think this has exposed all the faults in the governance system because the racing has been so close. If like Lewis was going to be like 500 points ahead of everyone, no one would have really noticed because these situations aren't coming up. And so I don't know as an ordinary fan, what I can do to tell formula one, because you know, you can cancel your subscription. They don't care if I like one person does that you can, you know, put a tweet out 
like they're not going to read that. What what can we actually do? I've been on the FI website to look at their contact us section. There's nowhere to write a letters to or whatever. I don't know as ordinary fans what can we do to say we deserve better. Well, you know, so there's a couple things I want to I want to say, but I'll start with what your most recent thing is. I think fans being vocal will make a difference, and we've seen it recently with Kingspan with that sponsorship. Like, if it weren't for fans being vocal and people being vocal. Mercedes would have never reevaluated that. And I was noticing today that mainstream journalists from the BBC, from Formula One, a lot of these people were reposting the sporting regulation that, you know, Masi violated, which is clearly a step in the right direction. That means there's public pressure now. Publicly, people are saying that he messed up. There are people who are posting that text. So I think it's, I think being vocal and and making a fuss and a ruckus I think are the kinds of things that will get to the attention of Formula One's owners. And I don't know if Michael Massey will be dismissed from his role. I, I really don't see that happening, but I don't think they can go into next year and just be like, you know, yeah, we did nothing wrong last year. The other thing I wanted to say is, you know, with the unlapped cars, Red Bull was also arguing that if we had unlapped all of the cars, it wouldn't have made a difference, but that's not what you know, is what was wrong. That's part of it. Really, it's that you should have waited for those uh, lapped cars to join the the uh, the rest of the line at the back of the lap and then restarted the lap. That's how the procedure is. And basically, the entire restart procedure was overridden by the race director and the steward said he has the right to do that. And so now my concern is in what other situations can the race director come in and override the rules just to create a situation that he thinks is fair. Like, why does he have that unilateral power? We thought before he was operating within the the code, and he was just, you know, sending things to the stewards that he saw fit. But that is a lot of power if he can just rewrite the rules of the race to make it look like whatever happens, which is exactly what happened this time. And it's it's why Lewis had the victory taken away from him literally, you know. Yeah, the the race director has a bizarre amount of power that I don't know. Like, it caused confusion, right? If it had just been clear, if you go, like, if the turn one incident, if the race director had come on and said, Lewis has been off track, he needs to give that position back, I'd have been like, oh, that sucks, but I could understand it. Mm-hmm. Whereas what's happened here, I, I can't understand. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Brazil, they started... The next race, they were tying themselves in knots, trying to justify why. Yeah. And I feel like they're, they're doing that here. They're, oh, it's just, I don't know. What can you do? Yeah. And, and it seems to have caught everyone, even the commentators on Sky, at least. I think like Martin Brundle or, or one of them, David Croft, was like, wait, so they're lap cars are unlapping themselves oh and the safety car is ending now too wait what like it seemed like it was just like like everybody was shocked at like what was going on lewis only had essentially 30 seconds to realize that he was now fighting for the entire race after dominating it for the last 57 58 laps and i kept thinking like he did everything right there's not people are saying oh the mercedes strategy went wrong no I believe Lewis Hamilton did every single thing correctly to win that race. And 
Exactly. That's what makes it hurt more. Yeah. He, he, he drove perfectly. And it's not just this race. It's the way he has taken his racing to another level over the last four or five races. Mm-hmm. You know, Brazil, Qatar, yeah, Jeddah, yeah, yeah. just oh my God. a phenomenal end. to see. And someone was showing, you know, you look at the number of laps Max has led. It's like, let me find it. It's like it. double. It's like 700 laps. Yeah, the rest of the field have led like 300 laps. Let me find that screenshot. I'll, I'll cut but this see, out like, when I edit it. As you find it, like that that's kind of the thing. Like all of those drives, all of that incredible performance is all for nothing. His Brazil drive is for nothing. His Hungary drive is for nothing. You know, mm. everything that happened was for nothing because in the end it didn't matter. If it had all come down and Max had won on merit and dominated and led from the beginning, then you could say, you know what, at least he had the chance. But the reality is Max made a mistake at the start. Lewis took the start, and he dominated, hmm. and all of it came for nothing. So uh, coming into this race, before before this race had started, Verstappen had led 651 laps, and Hamilton had led 246. Such wow. was the dominance of that Red Bull car. And Adrian Newey, in the interview with Sky afterwards, you know, said, yeah, we basically had the faster car and all year. And like, it was true. Like, there's, there's so many places. Silverstone, Max should have yielded, taken 18 points there. Baku, Max should have had 25 points. Like, he should have easily won this championship by 50, 60, 70 points. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his performance and the car's performance. They did a great job. But Hamilton had just stubbornly dragged that car up all year. And when they finally sorted it, we're just getting so much out of it. But here we are hoping for next year again. You know, I'm kind of happy that just a couple of days ago, Mercedes said we haven't spent our development tokens because that tells yeah. me that they just did not care about this year. Like yeah. they just didn't. I mean, they did, they did like, they're going to help Lewis win. They're going to work on the setup. But when it came to engineering a car, they didn't care. And they were focusing everything on dominating the next era of Formula One. And I really hope when we get into it, I want to see Lewis win every single race. I want it to be 2014 Mercedes. I just won everything. I want it to be 2020 when they just won everything. I just want him to destroy his competition. Because like we saw from Brazil, when things like this happen to Lewis, he just comes back stronger. And I don't know how much more of a statement he needs to make than eight world championships. And I'll say it, that was eight world championships you can't even say like okay in 2007 people say he should have been champion but he made a mistake okay fine he made a mistake he didn't make the mistake this time he won yeah. that ra- he won that race eight world championships i don't know what more of a, of a statement lewis has to make but i just want him to come back and i want him to destroy the rest of the field and i want red bull to be like yeah we got our little moment in the sun but here's the next six years or whatever. I think uh, it's going to be the next era, six years or five years. Mm. And here's the next just five or six years of Mercedes domination again. That's what I want to see. I don't really care. I don't care about the sport. I don't care about keeping it equal. <laughs> I don't care. That'll be good. Right. Should we, should we wrap it up? Yeah, I think that's fine. I think uh, I'm just going to end. So, Lewis, you know one of his mottos is still I rise. And he, he's taken that from the poem by Maya Angelou. So I'm just going to read out the last part of it. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. 
into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. This has been a production for Not That Good Media.